on, church, give a shout out to the Lord. Come on, church. He's worthy, amen. One more time with everything you got. Give it up for Jesus. There you go. Praise God, you can be seated. That's good. Praise God. Let me say something really quickly, uh, capitalizing on that. Peace is, peace is empowerment. Peace is empowerment. You might want to write that down. What do I mean? Peace is empowerment. In other words, if you have peace that only the Lord can give, nothing can destroy you. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can, can bother you. You have peace. You have been empowered by Jesus Christ of Nazareth to be able to walk through what he's given you to walk through. You've been empowered by peace. Jehovah Shalom. Peace. That's because we have a lot of people in the world today that just walk, they're, they're scared or they're anxious or they're, and they don't want to be, and so then they think they're defeated. You need, to re, you need to take and receive the peace that only the Lord can give and the world can't take away. Amen? That's an empowerment word. So peace be still. And that's where the Lord was teaching his disciples, no, wait a second. Don't be anxious. Don't be fearful. Peace be still. And he calmed the troubled season. He'll do the same thing for you, whatever trouble you may be walking through. Amen? All right. Praise God. So, well, greetings. Welcome. Glad you're here. Glad you're out. It's summertime, and, and I know people are on vacation. We're going to give a, a few shout-outs this morning to some states. Let's give a, a shout-out to those watching online from uh, Nebraska and Iowa. We got a lot of people that watch online. Uh, South Carolina, come on. Give it up for South. And North Carolina. Give it up for South and North Carolina because we got a lot of people. Give it up for all of our online viewers this morning. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate those taking time out of their schedule to watch uh, the online, and we appreciate you for being here this morning. God bless you. Thanks for coming out. Uh, man, just uh, a really crazy, busy week for us, and I won't get into all the details, but we're so glad that we're here, glad to be in church. Um, uh, really a wonderful weekend last weekend with Cherokee and, and uh, just all the stuff that, uh, you know, normally, and this is true probably in Cherokee, I'm sure, and the people I've talked to, you go to try to serve and help, and it's, it's like you get more, God gives you more, and it's just the whole thing that when you give out, God fills you back up. And so uh, I said it last week, I'll say it again, it's not a one and done with Cherokee. We're going to go up there more. Uh, we'll do a big event once a year. There's a, there's a large budget for that. We'll do a big event once a year, but we'll send prayer teams up there. We'll send some work teams up there, just some uh, relational teams up there. We're just going to, we're going to be active. Uh, we're going to try to partner with the church that we partnered with. However, they are looking for a pastor, and so we want to respect, first of all, their pastoral search, and then second of all, the pastor's vision. The pastor's vision may not be for us to come in, uh, but, but we've been called to go into Cherokee, and so we believe that the, the, those, all those, God will work all those things out, but it was a great time. The, the Lord held off the rain, the weather, and, and uh, thank you for, as a church, those that you were able to go, those that were praying, supporting, giving, whatever, uh, just thank you. I believe uh, the Lord was pleased with what took place in, in Cherokee. And then this Wednesday night, uh, David Shaw, uh, Janie and I have known David for probably the last 15 years or so, a long time. Good, good guy. Uh, you know, sometimes there's a price to be paid when you follow Jesus. And uh, David got saved at 18. 
Uh, he was a Jehovah's Witness. His whole family were Jehovah's Witness. Went into the Marine Corps. Uh, he got saved right before the Marine Corps. And uh, he's talked to his father, I think, two, maybe three times in the last 34, 36 years. And so uh, his family disowned him once he became a Christ follower. And so sometimes there's a heavy price we pay. David's got a great story. Uh, very passionate about just evangelizing our, our world, our area, the things that we come in contact with. So please come out Wednesday night. Uh, uh, this will be kind of the end of our summertime missions emphasis. It started uh, a night of prayer and fasting, went through Cherokee, and I'll end this Wednesday night. So I hope you can come on out. it be a really, really good time. So, and then we're going to do a favor fast. Someone asked me recently after I preached on favor and how hard favor is, so are we going to call it Favor Fast this year? Yes, we're going to call it Favor Fast this year. Um, but it's really kind of the favor and honor of the Feast of Purim because Esther fasted because she was going to go before the king without asking and she could have died. God wants you to do something really great in your life, okay? And that could just be knocking on somebody's door and taking them a pie and uh, saying, hey, Jesus loves you. That, that's, that's a great thing in the kingdom, okay? It doesn't have to be, we don't have to be world beaters. We just have to be obedient, right? Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, I love the song. I love all the worship songs today. I love the song Janie sang, Yes, I Will, because that coincides so much with uh, my message, the, the story that we're going to talk about today of Joseph. And uh, we, could, we could preach on Joseph for probably six months uh, but this, this, this today is the yes, I will. It's, it's kind of like, uh, what's your excuse? What's your but? What's your reason for not? And oh, by the way, time out for a second. Uh, I have to look at my, my prop guy for a second. I think we're going to have a big Humpty Dumpty up here the next four Sundays. And I'm going to preach on putting your life back together again after it falls apart. And it's, it's going to be one of the better props that I'll use for quite some time. Uh, so you got to come on out and, and hear about Humpty Dumpty the next four weeks. Uh, because, you know, sometimes our life is a shambles. And, and the underwriting of all my messages, I believe you can. I believe you I believe God wants to do things through you. I believe uh, the devil will give you every opportunity for your life to fall apart. But God has made it possible for you to put your life back together again. And coinciding with Janie's song, the yes I will, is, is our part. It's our part to say, hey, I will do this. I will praise God in the, in the highest mountaintop. I will praise God in the lowest valley. I will. I will do whatever it takes, whatever means necessary. I will. Yes, I will. And it's an attitude that we have. It's, it's easy to maybe come to church and bide our time, hour and 15 minutes, and go home and just fall back into normalcy or whatever we think is normal. But I challenge you today, if you'll, if you'll write this down, if you'll write it on the tablet of your heart, that you, you dare to ask the Lord to create a new normal in your life, however that looks to you, however that looks to you as a person or as a family, can we create a new normal? Would there be something different? If there's something in your life that you do not like, why continue to do the same thing over and over again? Why not create a new normal in your life? Maybe it's a different way of praying. Maybe it's a different way of reading the word. Maybe it's starting to pray, starting to read the word. Some of you commute to, to your place of business. Why not uh, change that up? Why not uh, do spend some time with the Lord? Why not challenge yourself to create a new normal, maybe within your family life or family time or maybe your business or your place of employment? You can make a difference. You can certainly make a 
a difference in anything and everything that you do. We're going to talk about Joseph today because Joseph made a difference. Joseph was someone who we read about and, and yet the historians will tell us this, like this really happened. It's not uh, something made up. We look at uh, stories in the Bible and we think, well, now nah, how could somebody go through that with the attitude, with the mindset, with the bravery, all that? God is challenging you to do the same thing in whatever situation that you're going through. I feel like if we're not careful, I told the first service that we, we take upon us a Jeremiah-type spirit. And Jeremiah weeped, and Jeremiah complained, and Jeremiah was like, oh, poor, poor, pitiful me. And, and we, we get in this mode where we never, we never enjoy the presence of God. We never enjoy what it's like to just throw our hands up and say, Praise God. I mean, after a worship service like that, and after uh, Janie's exhortation just on peace, and just the, the word peace, it, it's like we've almost already had church. And it's like if you come ready to get filled up, God will fill you up. God, God wants to fill up his sons and daughters, and he's well pleased with us, but we have to be careful we don't get morphed into that same old, same old, and I challenge you again, create a new normal this week. Just be, just be willing to say, okay, God, whatever, whatever you want to do through me, whatever you want to use through me, I'm, I'm ready to press on. I'm ready to be a soldier, a warrior for the kingdom, amen? All right, stand with me, if you will. We're going to read two verses out of Genesis, the 45th chapter, verses number uh, 7 and 8. Uh, that first word there, verse 7, says God, but some translations say, but God, Joseph speaking. So I want everybody to say, but God. But God sent me ahead of you to establish you as a remnant within the land and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Therefore, it was not you who were uh, you who sent me here, but, but God. Say, but God, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Let's pray. Father, you are such an awesome God. And Lord, we all make excuses. We all have reasons. And we all say, but what about this? And what about that? But we need to start saying, but God. But God, you are in charge. But God, you are in control. But God, you, you have a way. You make a way where there seems to be none. But God, you accept me just the way I am. But God, you love me. But God, you care. But God, you care about my situation. But God, you are in charge of everything. But God, I've surrendered my life to you. Lord, now help me, Father. And I pray right now, Lord, you open the ears of the hearers, Father, today open our hearts to know, Lord, there may be a new normal right around the corner. There may be a change in our life. There may be something that you, Lord, are looking for us, asking for us to do. So, Father, let us be ready and available, Father, to do what you may call us to do, even as a church, Lord, in our community. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody in agreement said amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you for uh, standing for the reading of the Word of God. So, uh, Joseph, uh, just a little backstory here. Joseph is... Uh, uh, he's second in command of all of Egypt, and he's worked his way up through the ranks because uh, if you read the, the scriptures, at least my reading of the scriptures, Joseph never complained about anything. I mean, his brothers threw him in a pit and then bailed him out and then sold him into slavery, and, and uh, all these different things happened to him. He was accused of this, that, the other thing, and he's, he's never complained. It's just like he's, he's, he's working through some issues, and you talk about someone who could really 
harbor some some unforgiveness. You harbor some like some revenge, and and uh, we'll talk about revenge a little bit today. And if you're harboring a way to to get back at somebody, if you're harboring a way to 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 seek revenge, like I want that boy, I just want that guy to to do bad, or I want that thing to, to then you need to just really check yourself before the Lord. You just really gotta you gotta walk this thing out a little bit more. And and uh, we used to have the thing. Uh, the, the bracelets, what would Jesus do? I think they're kind of cool, but it's kind of what, what did Jesus do? You know, it's not, it's not what he would do, it's what he already did. He died on a cross in Calvary for us uh, so that we could be forgiven of all of our sins or mishaps or wrongdoings. And he wants, to do this, he wants you to do the same to other people that maybe are in your life. And so I got just really three quick things for you today. It's, it's summertime and, and we're ending the series, What's Your Butt? And really it's about excuses. And, and I, don't want, uh, I don't want us to make excuses about things on how they are. Maybe there's a reason for that. And so the, the first one is God has sent me. And I love this part here. God sent me ahead of you to establish you. And that's a really critical scenario because we don't know in life on some of the things that we're walking through. And I know there's always, there's always a debate, well, does God cause this? Or did God do this to me? Or did God allow this? Or the devil made me do that? Or the devil did this? Or maybe it's just our own, you know, uh, situation or our own ignorance. Just forget about all that for a second because if God is in charge, and I believe he is, if God needs warriors, and I believe you are, then he may puts you in position that you have to do war. All right? And we get the Jeremiah spirit and we're like, dear Lord, they don't love me or they don't, they're not looking out for me or they don't care about me or they don't do this for me. And I say, welcome to ministry because that's what ministry is all about. You're not, listen, if you're in it for men, man's accolades, you're in it for the wrong reason. Jesus didn't get a lot of rah-rah. He only got great things when he fed people, when he did miracles, when he, when he walked through. Otherwise, people turned on him. They tried to kill him and persecute him. They were looking out for what they could do. Listen, ministry is tough, and you're all ministers. We're all serving the Lord together. We're all called to minister. Yeah, some people may pastor. Some people may teach. Some people may evangelize. Some people are marketplace ministers. Some people do different things. But listen, if we're in it thinking, man, the world's against you, yes. Jesus says it is. If the world hated Jesus, it's going to hate you too. So welcome. Greetings. Give somebody a high five. Yeah, they're going to, world hates you. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, really. And so we have to understand that process because Jeremiah was completely uh, miserable, and I believe that the Spirit of the Lord came so that we can have joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we can have life, and that in more abundance, and we can do the things that God's called us to do and set us out to do. So Joseph is here, and he's second in charge, and he said, hey, God has sent me that I could establish you. And so God sends us into places that we can establish the kingdom of God, that we can establish what God is like, and, and there are people that you're going to come across that they just don't like you for one reason or another. But if you're a Christ follower and they don't like you because you're a Christ follower or because you're doing what you think God told you to do, they're not liking, they're not, not liking you. They're not liking the conviction that's coming upon them. And conviction will come upon people just by you being in the room. But God has sent you to establish them. 
God didn't send, God didn't send you for them to, to clap and, and applaud you and high-five you. You're going to turn some people off because you're a Christ follower. You're going to turn some people off because you hear the Holy Spirit, because you, you've heard God, and you don't have to act all royally spiritual. You're just like, man, God told me to do this. I don't know why I'm doing it, but God told me to do it. And some people are going to be turned off by that because you hear from the voice of the Lord. I've told you before, I said it a while back, that I hear God speak all the time. It just, he just sounds like my wife. God will speak to you, church. God loves you and he sends you into places because he trusts you. He trusts that you can go into that place. He trusts you that he can send you in first. He, he's going to send in people that he knows will get the job done, that's going to break the door down, the spiritual. He's, he's going to send the people that he knows can pray, that he knows can worship, that he knows can give, that he knows can love, that he knows can walk in forgiveness. He's going to send people in that he knows that, hey, that soldier can do it. And that soldier may look like an 80-year-old woman. It may look like a 17-year-old man. It may look like a married couple. It may look like a single individual. It may look like someone who's going through the worst disaster of their life, but he's going to send you in because God will send people he can trust. And he wants to send you. He wants to send every single one of you. And Joseph said, but God sent me ahead of you to establish you. God sends people ahead. God sent Joseph ahead because there was a great famine that was going to wipe out the small nation of Israel, the small family of Israel. So God did all this or allowed all this to happen. Let's not worry about terminology for a second. Well, did God cause bad things to happen to good people? And does God create this? Let's, let's forget about that for a second. I'm just saying, man, are you a Christ follower? Yeah, so am I. We're in this together. It's not, the war is not against each other, right? The war is not against any person. The war is in the spiritual realm. We don't fight against flesh and blood, Paul said, but the pulling down of strongholds. We want to we make sure that everybody here that's in the fight together understands the rules of the game. There is an enemy, and he's already been defeated at the cross on Calvary. Jesus arose. He's alive. And we celebrate that each and every day, hopefully. But God is still looking for warriors to send into a battlefield. And that, bat that battlefield looks like, looks like this. So God's raised up Joseph and sent him into Egypt so that he could spare his family. And then over 400 years, he had to bring Moses to, to send Moses in to raise up uh, an army to, to get delivered. And then he rose up Isaiah, and Isaiah was sent so that he could preach a message on the Messiah. And then the Messiah was sent so that he could preach a message on the good news, the gospel. His name was Jesus Christ. He died on a cross, and after he died on the cross. He rose again on the third day. And then he said, I'm going to go, but I'm going to send. I'm going to send a comfort. I'm going to send the third person of the Trinity to the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, and he's going to empower you. Why? Because God needs to send you into places. Have you ever maybe had one of those deals where you, were, you thought you were kind of alone, all of a sudden you turn around and someone's just kind of standing there? You know, they're stealth. They just like, every now and then I like to freak Janie out. I should be singing or something, you know, I don't know, uh, picking out some clothes or making the bed, and I'll just be kind of standing there watching there. The other day I was just sitting in a chair, minding my own business, and she came walking, oh, you're sitting in a chair. Yeah, well, yeah, the chair is here, and I thought I'd sit in it. That's not rocket science. And she, but I startled her. 
I think we need to look at ways the Holy Spirit can startle us. We need to look for the Holy Spirit. So many times we look for bad things. So many times we look for evil things. So many times we look, oh, that devil, he's after me. He's running after me. Listen, don't give the devil so much credit. The devil is a created being. He can't be in all places at once. If he's messing with this person over here, he can't be messing with this person over here. So stop and start glorifying God. Say, yes, I will. Glorify his name. Yes, I will. On the mountaintop and in the valley, yes, I will. And the, if God, see, David said, the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. And if you're a righteous person, in other words, if you've received Jehovah Sid Canoe, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, if you're a Christ follower, let me teach you something, then you're found as the righteousness in Christ Jesus, okay? If you're found as the righteousness in Christ Jesus, then you're a Christ follower, then he's ordering your steps. If he's ordering your steps, then he has you right where he needs you. And where he needs you might not be where you need want to be, but it's where he needs you to be. And so if you're a Christ follower and the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord, then you're perfectly placed where you are. Then you, then you say this, yes, I will, Lord. Yes, I, I will do whatever it takes. Lord, if you need to send me ahead of time, I'm going. I'm good to go. I'm in there. I will be what you needed me to be. There could be a new normal in your life. Our friends Gary and Lori Hoyt, Gary's uh, ministered here, and it's a, uh, it's a really, it's, it's a sad story. Gary was pastoring, 40 years old. He goes on a ski trip with his son, and when they come back, there's a car, terrible car accident. He becomes a quadriplegic, and, and uh, Gary and Lori have uh, recuperated. Janie was the worship leader uh, at the, their church at that time, and, and when he, they left the house that morning, they never returned to the same house. It was like six months in the hospital. Lori moved into the hospital six months in rehab or whatever, hospital rehab. And when they came out, and Lori, who spoke for us here one Friday night for Janie and Moons, she said this, now my story may not be as bad as yours. But see, God sends us into places. Is Gary Hoyt a quadriplegic because of, because of God? I'm not going to blame that on God. I'm not, you might. And I'm okay if you think that way. I'm, seriously, I'm all right with that. But what I'm going to capitalize on, he didn't allow it to stop him for moving ahead. God has sent him to operate in that way. It is probably one of the worst stories I've ever met, except for, and I shared in the first service, Janie has a cousin, and one particular night, that cousin lost her daughter, her son, her only two grandchildren. The daughter's ex-husband came in with a machete and killed every single one of them. And she was the one who found them in a house in a puddle of blood because the work called and said, hey, so-and-so hasn't, hasn't showed up. We went to the funeral and there was netting over it. One was closed casting. They, they were butchered so bad with a machete by this evil person that they were unrecognizable. And the, and the lady, the, 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 what's her name, honey? Rhonda, Janie's cousin is standing there comforting everybody. Now think about that for a second. She was sent to establish 
how good God is. You just lose your family completely. The family's gone. It's everything she knows except her husband, her only son, her only daughter, and her only two grandchildren. She'll never, ever get them back ever again. They are completely gone, and she's doing the comforting. No, the, 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 reason, the, the reason I bring that up is this. If God sends you into a place, he'll make a way where there seems to be none. He'll work things out for you. He'll look out for you. He'll take care of you. Now, I don't believe at all that God had anything to do with that, but I think what, what happens is God turns something that was tor- horribly evil into something that was good because God sends us out ahead of time. God sends us. He sends the Holy Spirit. He sends his power. He sends his might. He sends, he sends his victory. He sends his joy. He sends his peace. We have to be careful. We don't stop and in, drop into a spirit where everything in the world is against us because if it is, and that's what you're seeing, that's what will take place. If you drop into a spirit that says, you know what, if everybody in this world's against me, God is still for me, then I'm a victor in this, in this case. And that's the attitude, that's the mindset. But listen, when we have that attitude and mindset, then the new normal has to be, okay, God, if it's just me and you, what can I do today to make you happy? What can I do today to please you? What can I do today to, to grow in my fellowship with you, relationship with you? Because then everything else will start to change. A changed you will change everything around you. Let's go to point number two. It's not you, it's me. How many's ever heard that in a movie before? Or maybe you've said it. It's not you. It's all me. It's like the, it's the famous breakup quote. But listen to what Joseph is saying. It was not you who did this, but God. Say, but God again. But God did it. Now listen, this is Joseph. This is Old Testament. This is, uh, this is written spiritually by the Holy Spirit through the, through, the, through the people, we believe Moses, who wrote the Old Testament or who wrote the first five books. So if Moses has written this by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's saying, it wasn't you that did this, by it was God. God caused me to do this, why? So that he could have a reason behind. Now Joseph has an opportunity, being second in charge, hear me, because I think there's people here that probably think, man, if that was me, I would just do this. And revenge is sweet, but revenge is only sweet if it's handled in the right manner. And somebody needs to write that down because we all think, well, I just wish that, that, would just, that evil would happen. I just wish that, that bad thing would happen to them. Oh, I just wish they would fail epically on that. And Joseph, who hadn't seen his family for 22 years, sees his family, sees his youngest brother, Benjamin, who uh, I believe scripturally he had never met hadn't seen his father for 22 years, and they come to him, and he hadn't seen his father yet. They're going to go back and get his father. He sees Benjamin and two other brothers and said, oh, this is, this is Benjamin, man alive. This is amazing, and I'm your brother. And, and so they're like afraid because they think they're going to get thrown in jail or they're going to get murdered or they're going to become slaves, and they're just petrified what's going to happen. And he says, listen, it's not you, it's me. You didn't do this to me. God allowed me to walk through this so that you could be preserved, so that things could take place. God sent me ahead of time. 
God, use me for this plan. God, use me for this. I shared in the first service that I'd worked for a company called U.S. Tire where all I did all day long was load tires. So the large tractor trailer tires, they were 125 pounds a piece or 120 pounds a piece, and that's all I did. I rolled the tire up, stacked them. We'd stack them 13 high, two across, all the way back, 53 feet of trailer. All day long. That's all. It's just like a long, old, boring job. But we had a 15-minute break in the morning, 15-minute break in the afternoon, half hour for lunch. I had a little pocket Bible. And in my, do you remember the little pocket Bibles? Does anybody here remember the little pocket? But they're not, it's not an iPhone. It's an actually a little pocket Bible. It's like the real deal. Hi, Emily. How are you? Good to see you. Emmy McGallier's back. So I pull out my pocket Bible, and I'm reading it at break time, and it's a kind of dock work, and a lot of the people that I was working with had, had uh, careers in, uh, like, behind bars, like they were car thieves, and they were uh, people that were trying to reshape their lives, and this was the only place that would actually give them a job, and so I'm reading my Bible, and th- guys are using me up, left and right, calling me Bible thumper and Jesus freak and all kind of stuff. And I'm just reading my Bible, put it back in my back pocket, go and roll and load some tires. And two guys, one named Gary and one named Mike, they kind of, hey, leave them alone. And I, I trust me, I, I could have handled myself, but it wasn't, I wasn't, like I didn't, that wasn't a battle I wanted to fight. I felt like God was trying to do something. And so people would come and go, and I worked there for two or three years. Janie was pregnant with our second daughter, Jessica, and so we had a a major health issue in that regard, and God did a really cool miracle. And and so uh, I'm reading my Bible, and, 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 and as time went on, I built a relationship with these two guys, Gary and, and, and Mike. And as I'm building a relationship with Gary and Mike, and Janie ended up, she had actually worked for, with Mike's wife even a couple years before that. And long story short, right before we moved down here, okay, right before we moved down here, we had a biker Sunday. It was like uh, uh, end of May. And, and uh, it was, in fact, it was, the, it was the day that we uh, did a Skype interview with this with this church here. And so uh, it was funny because our, our family laughs about it. Some of the board members laugh about it too. We had these uh, Harley shirts on or something. And, uh, and uh, one of the kids said, aren't you going to change? And, and Janie said, no, nope, I'm going like this. We're not going there anyways. That was 10 years, over 10 years ago. And I laughed in the first service. I about did a Holy Spirit jump because she's been wrong, right? We came, we came and we, we were here for 10 years, so... That was, so if you say you're never wrong, that, that was one thing. That's one thing you're wrong. So I'm just, I'm just saying. But I'm saying it proudly. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> and that biker Sunday, Gary and Mike sat on the front row right here. They drove their Harleys down. And uh, when I gave a call to salvation, Gary and Mike, not only raised their hands, they stood up and they received Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now that was 25 years after I had uh, worked at that company. And f- four years ago, Mike passed away, but Mike passed away be- being a Christ follower. So he's in heaven now. So, I mean, it's, it's not you, it's me. 
if it's the attitude of forgiveness that we walk through and God sends you into a place and maybe he sends you into a place and a place becomes a little di- disrupted, maybe it comes just a little bit on edge and, and we, we have this attitude of, of forgiveness and if we walk through this attitude of, hey, it's not you. See, Joseph had an opportunity to really annihilate his whole family and he's actually comforting them just like Janie's cousin was doing at the funeral. He's actually comforting them. No, it's not you, it's me. God had this, God did this. God did this so that we could preserve you because there's going to be five more years of famine left. We're two years into it, and, there, and, and God wants to preserve you. So go home and get dad and get the other brothers and bring them here. And here's the finest of Egypt has to offer, the finest chariots and the finest wagons and the finest clothes. Go get dad and go get the brothers and bring them here. And we'll make sure that dad's taken care of because he's, he's older, he's up in years. And, but it's not you, it's me. And how about tomorrow morning if you woke up and said, listen, it's not you, it's me. We point the finger so much and, and Joseph, in nowhere in Scripture does it say Joseph complained. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, man, how come I was dealt this terrible hand? How come I couldn't see my family for 22 years? How come I get stuck in a prison and in a pit? How come I make it to the palace and then get back into the prison? How come all this is happening to me, God? And we look at things and we start to blame and cast blame. And Isaiah 58 says, stop putting away the pointing of the finger. Stop saying, well, if I was this way, or if I was that way, or if I didn't have to do this, or if I wasn't there, just start saying, hey, it's not you, it's me. This one's on me. And I will tell you from experience, and I'm not a saint, but it costs you everything to take the high road. If you take the high road, it costs you a bundle. You, you can think that you deserve better. You can think you deserve this. But God is looking for a bunch of spiritual Navy SEALs that are ready to kick the door in and say, okay, God, it's not about any one of us. It's about what you can do through us. When we were in Cherokee last week, I saw a bunch of people that were just lit up. For the kingdom, just lit up for Jesus, and they were they were just serving a bunch of people. And Janie had a was I think a lady came up to her and said, "We didn't think anybody loved us." Well, think about that for a second. It messed her up. I don't think anybody. What 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 is the church supposed to do? We're not supposed to stand up here and criticize one another. We're not supposed to point fingers and say, man, because we want our life to be a little bit easier. If you line up to my way of thinking, then my life is easy. But if we line up to God's way of thinking, our life becomes miserable. That's not good Sunday morning preaching, but it's truth. Because Jesus said, unless you lose your life, can you gain but if you try to keep your life, then you lose it. And he did say his burdens were easy and his yoke was light to hook up with him. But unless we hook up with him, we don't recognize that. But he also said to die to ourselves to pick up our cross daily and carry it. So what's your cross? And Joseph here teaches us a lesson because his revenge could have been so sweet. Man, he could have worked his brothers to, the, to their death. He could have made them slaves for 22 years. He could have done all these things, but he says, no. Hey, let's forgive and forget. Let's forgive and forget. Jesus teaches us at the end of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew uh, 6, chapter, verses 14 and 15, that if you forgive, you then will be forgiven. And if you don't forgive, 
then you won't be forgiven. See, a lot of people walk in offense. They get hurt, they get offended, then they get bitter, and Jesus said they get bitter to the point where they actually commit spiritual murder. John said in First or Second John that if you hate your brother, it's the same as murdering them. And so we get to this point where someone says, you're, are you my brother or are you my sister or are you my this or that? And, and, and if we're all in it together, then we have to start walking in a message of forgiveness with each other. We have to learn that forgiveness is a key issue. And this is what Joseph is teaching us right here. He said, no, man, I'm just glad. Have you ever, you don't have to raise your hand, have you ever, have you ever just had like a, a difference with somebody? It's like, man, you know, that person... They walk in the room and it's just hard to see him or her. It's like, man, I just I want to avoid that person. And then have you ever made amends with that same person? Isn't there a release that takes place? It's like, oh man, this is, oh, this is wonderful. Well, man, I'm sorry. And then it'd be like, man, I forgot what we were even fighting about. What was said or what, or what happened? And that's the spirit of the Lord that enters in when we get to that point where we say, okay, man, it's not you, it's me. If we would take ownership, church, of instituting forgiveness in our life and saying, I'm sorry. And I'm not a, an attorney, but my understanding of saying I'm sorry is not an admission of guilt. It's an admission of heaven because we've all been forgiven at some point in time, right? Let's go on to number three very quickly as we close, but God has made me, and I like that. When I read the scripture, you know that man has put in punctuation. They put in periods, they put in uh, telesized. The scripture here in verse eight says, therefore it was not you who sent me here, comma, but God, period, he has made me. I've taken out the period and say, but God has made me. See, when you allow God to walk you through some issues. When Janie spoke a minute ago just about uh, addictions and just uh, 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 maybe finances or maybe marital relationships, and when you allow God to walk you through some things. I, I'm writing a book, and it's, it's not done yet, and I hope, I hope to finish it this fall. But in my book, I talk about uh, life scenarios, and Janie and I have gone through uh, uh, together or independently, uh, you know, financial crisis, relationship crisis, and then four years ago we went through health crisis. We had we had been through health crisis with our with two of our kids, but never like with each other. And we we you feel like you're. I'm going to say immortal until something like that happens. And, and when, when you realize that you're not and that that day may come, we were talking in the hospital and me and the four kids were walking down a hallway and it was like a movie scene to me. And, and, and I don't want to bore you with the details, but I, I said, this was when Janie was still in a, a critical state. I said, if, if uh, mama walks out of the hospital, God is good. And they're like, yeah, Papa. And I said, if Mama doesn't walk out of the hospital, God is still good. And it's like, yeah, Papa. And Jill said, yeah, but it sure would be better for us if Mama walks out of that hospital, Papa. Yeah. Yeah, it would. But see, we can't rest on what we want. We have to rest on what the Father wants. Because when he walks us through hard times, he does exactly what that statement is, but God has made me. 
See, if everything was easy in your life, there's nothing to be made. But if you go through tough issues in your life, that's why I like that song, Yes, I Will. It's a statement. It's a declaration. Lord, I'm going to love you and praise you if my wife is dying in the hospital or even dies in the hospital. I'm going to love you and praise you. I'm going to love you and praise you if, if one of my children uh, pass along and I pray to God it never happens, but I, yes, I will love you and praise you. I'm going to love you and praise you if I've gotten laid off four jobs in a row, which I did. I'm going to love you and praise you if I have financial crisis, which I did. I'm going to love you and praise you if I have relational differences, which I have. I'm going to love you and praise you if my wife is sick and dying in the hospital. I'm going to love and praise you. Why? Because you have made me for such a time as this. I'm going to love you and praise you because this is what we were born for. And when you became a Christ follower, you signed up, not that your life would be made easy, but that God would make you. And if God makes you, then he looks out for you and he takes care of you. Come on back, worship team. Romans 8. 28 says this, and we know that all things, say all things, work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purposes, right? We know that. So I'm thinking as I'm preparing, well, Joseph almost could have written this scripture. Paul didn't write it. He wrote it. But like Joseph lived it, man, we know that all things, because Joseph is walking in forgiveness, and Joseph has, has known that he's been sent to establish, and Joseph's like, he's taking charge, and he's taking care. And I know what Paul writes this, and we write it with confidence, and we, we quote the scripture all the time, but you really have to go back to verse 26 to really see and understand the core of this. Verse 26 says this, in the same way, the Spirit also joins to help in our weakness. Says, how many have a weakness in their life? The Spirit's there to join you. And then he says, because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit, or but God, or but God, the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groaning. So here's what Paul is saying, the same thing that Joseph lived. I'm going to live my life holy and pleasing and dedicated to the Lord. I'm going to be the best Christ follower that I can be. I'm going to stand up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to proclaim the good news. And if something comes my way, I'm going to deal with it. Why? Because there is a Holy Spirit in heaven that Jesus talked about and he sent. And he sent the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf right now today for anything that you have need of. And that's why Paul can say, I know that all things work together the good. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is praying for you. I'm, I challenge you right now to stand and just throw your hands in the air just for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you pray for me in this scenario? Would you pray for me for salvation? Would you pray for me for forgiveness? Would you pray for me against addictions? Would you pray for me uh, to restore my marriage? Would you pray for me to restore my finances? Would you pray for me to restore my friendships? Would you pray for me, Holy Holy Spirit, to get closer to God Almighty. Holy Spirit, would you pray for me that I could become the best Christ follower that I need to be? Holy Spirit, would you pray for me to drop off offenses and to drop off bitterness and to drop off anger and to drop off finger pointing? Lord, Holy Spirit, would you pray for me that I would take ownership of my life and be the man or woman or the son or daughter that I need to be? Holy Spirit, would you pray for me? You have the power of heaven. Church, praying for you right now. It's only our fault if we don't walk in it. It's only our fault if we don't do something with it. The Lord gave me three words this week for somebody here. The first one is this. The Lord will use you to break famines in your land. 
The Lord will use you to break famines in your land. Second of all, number two is you need to forgive yourself. Somebody here, you've been carrying it way too long. You need to forgive yourself. And number three, God exercises his strategies through us. In other words, it's not about us. It's never been about us. It's never really been about us at all. When you signed on to be a Christ follower, all of a sudden you become part of the infantry. You become part of the military. You become part of the, the fellowship that God says, I, now I can use you. If it's Cherokee or Hickory, if it's Trinidad or North Carolina, if it's Northern California or North Dakota, no matter where it is, God needs to use his people. Raise your hands and just close your eyes for a second. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare right now, Lord, that you have issued us as an army. We have no more excuses, no more but God, no more, no more challenges, Lord, that we're not going to institute. Lord, with knowing that you have commissioned us for such a time as this. We, Lord, we honor you with our prayers, with our worship, with our thanksgiving. We honor you today, and we thank you in advance that you have all of heaven praying for us. You have, you have the powers of heaven, the powers of the Holy Spirit praying that we can go ahead and do what you called us to do. So, Father, I ask that you to release, Father, Lord, soldiers here. Release, oh God, partners here. Release people, Lord, to, to be ambassadors this week for the Lord Jesus Christ, as Christ followers, to lay their hands on the sick, Father, Lord, to, to, to speak words of wisdom and knowledge and truth and understanding to be a blessing unto others as they are conduits, Father. Lord, we thank you for ordering our steps, oh God, and allowing us to walk through those things you've called us to walk through. In Jesus' name. Need more inspiration in your life? You don't have to say goodbye anymore. You can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even our websites by using the links below. Receive live streaming notifications, receive daily encouragement, and stay up to date on the latest information. Follow, like, and subscribe today.